Welcome to the Girl Scout Advantage podcast, a podcast where we educate, empower, and share the stories of the Girl Scout experience. Join us to rediscover the magic of leadership, teamwork, and personal discovery. The Girl Scout Advantage, a podcast where you will learn how the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan creates successful girls for today who will become the leaders of our tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another Girl Scout Advantage podcast with the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan. My name is Brenna Smith and today I'm here with Joanna Roach who is our membership team lead out of the Kalamazoo region. So Joanna, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Joanna, could you get us started by telling us a little bit about just your background and, and kind of what your role is here at Girl Scouts? Um, sure. So my role at Girl Scouts is to work with um, recruiting and um, helping to support um, girls, troop leaders, volunteers um, all over um, the Kalamazoo region. So I feel like I was prepared for this position being a Girl Scout for 12 years um, from first through 12th grade and um, also worked for Girl Scouts in a couple of different ways um, while I was in college. So I worked for camp um, for seven years and I got to move through all different um, departments at camp and eventually was the camp director for a few years. So I've had quite a bit of practice with uh, kind of creating activities on the spot when what we planned wasn't working. So I'm excited to share those today. Awesome. Yeah, I love, I always love um, getting to hear about your different camp experiences and what that's taught you about um, working with girls and keeping girls engaged. Um, And just so everybody listening knows too, Joanna has done a lot of um, facilitating virtual Girl Scout experiences as we've kind of pivoted to Um, this online world that we're living in. So those are some of the topics that we're going to talk about today um, because Joanna does have this expertise in working with girls um, and also providing really exceptional um, virtual experiences. So um, the first thing that we kind of wanted to talk about um, is the importance of troop leaders being there for girls and how um, that you know, that does have to do with planning the troop meeting and planning the activities, but it also has to be with, it has to do with um, just being there for girls and being present for them. So Joanna, can you talk to us a little bit about that and um, best practices you have for troop leaders? Absolutely. And I think the the start of this conversation needs to be about us as well Um, and how to be completely honest right now, it's overwhelming to think about how everything in our world is changing and how to facilitate virtual troop meetings and trying to figure out all of the safety guidelines for meeting in person. And so I think what we have to do right now is to focus on ourselves and be honest and decide what what we can control, what we can't control, what we need to work around and how we can work around them. So, For example, when I'm at home, I think my entire neighborhood knows when I'm about to get onto a Zoom call because the UPS guys honk in the truck, my neighbor's mowing his lawn, the trash guy's coming around, all the neighborhood dogs, I swear, from backyards for miles are excited to bark at the airplane that's flying overhead and it just seems like every noise that could possibly happen has happened while I'm talking in a Zoom meeting. So... (laughs) I have to stop for a second and look at those things. What can I control and what can't? I can't make the 
dog stop barking. I can't make the UPS guy stop honking his horn when he's bringing presents to my house. And I can't ask my neighbors to change their mowing schedule, but I can shut the window or I can move my location to another room for the minute or just mute myself every time I hear some dogs barking so I'm not interrupting the rest of the meeting. So with that said, I think there are a lot of other things that we can do for ourselves during the day, whether you're um, in a Zoom meeting or if you're just you know, out in the world, um, I can control how many times I smile in a day. So what I find sometimes when I'm having a rough day is I will smile while I'm talking and that makes my mood change. Sometimes I have a, a little mini dance party when I'm frustrated about something that just happened and then, and then I can go back to my work. Um, but I also focus on a couple of different questions for myself to decide whether or not this situation is something that I can change and how I can kind of move to um, either change that situation I'm in or figure out how to move around it. So how much time am I spending worrying about this particular thing? Um, how much time am I taking for myself? Can I take a second and just close my eyes and, and kind of give myself a minute of silence just to, to kind of reset myself and come back? Um, and am I focusing more on what's going right with this situation or am I focusing on only what's going wrong with that situation? So I'm gonna be pretty honest here. I need to fill my bucket. And I know that seeing those girls and hearing their voices um, definitely fills my heart and my soul. And every time I'm done working with some girls in a virtual meeting or seeing them in person, I'm just happier. It just makes me so much happier. So can we do this? Yes, yes we can. And it's going to look a little bit different. But right now, the best thing that we can do is support the girls just by showing them that we're here. You know, I'm just, just talking to them, giving them a couple of minutes to share their particular experiences. When I was a Girl Scout, I don't remember my leaders being stressed out or looking like they feel unprepared or maybe they maybe they looked tired and I don't remember any of those things. What I remember is puffy painting t-shirts and, you know, being woken up in the middle of the night for to be whisked off to a surprise breakfast party. I remember singing campfire songs and learning how to fold a flag. And I remembered that living in Southern California, we didn't have snow. So I was always so excited to go outside and play in the snow whenever we went camping as a girl. So I think as scary as it can sometimes feel, just being there for our girls is so important. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I think they appreciate us asking them questions and just showing them that we're there and that we're, we're there to support them however, however they need it. So maybe it's not through, you know, a Pinterest style art extravaganza at every single meeting. Maybe it's just sitting around and talking. Um, but I think showing them that we're, we're there to encourage them and um, to answer their questions and just to be them for them is really important. Absolutely. And I love what you said about, you know, I don't, I don't remember the, the stress or the background work necessarily that went into something. But what you do remember is that troop leader being there for you. Um, and I, I think that that definitely ring true, rings true for my Girl Scout experience too, because you know, I couldn't tell you the name of every badge that we earned, um, but I do look back and remember having fun with my friends and having those supportive adults who really care about me. Um, and so I love that you mentioned that because 
now more than ever, like it can be challenging to feel that pressure to create the perfect troop meeting where everything goes right. Um, and I love that you mentioned the importance of filling our cup first um, and knowing that sometimes the girls just need us to be there for them um, and that that can be enough. You mentioned the importance of asking girls questions and asking them about, you know, how their day's going, um, things like that. Are there um, any specific questions that are kind of like a go-to question that you keep in your back pocket that troop leaders might be able to incorporate? I do. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to start that conversation. So I'll come with, come up with kind of a, maybe an icebreaker question that's kind of silly and um, it gets them thinking because let's, let's be honest now. I mean, I, I see for years now have seen staff members face to face in meetings all the time. But as soon as we started having virtual meetings, it was uncomfortable. It was kind of, kind of odd. We're all kind of getting used to this. So if your meetings are virtual or if you're social distancing in person, it's going to be a little uncomfortable and that's okay. So sometimes coming up with those silly questions, like if you could eat your favorite flavor ice cream on any planet, what flavor would you bring and what planet would you go to? And so it's not, it's something silly that they're not used to thinking about that kind of takes a second to go, oh, well, okay, I really like cookie dough ice cream, but I also really like sprinkles. So maybe I would do cookie dough ice cream with sprinkles, but the ice cream's gonna make me cold. So maybe I wanna go to Mars or, you know, it kind of gets those silly questions started. But I think also you can ask them questions that don't have to be silly, that could just be, that they could share something about them. So maybe, um, what did you read this week? What did, you, what did you explore or um, what did you clean? <laughs> did you help clean your room? Did you help pull weeds outside? Did you um, clean yourself or brush your teeth every day? You know, so, sometimes that's something that you wouldn't really think about, but gets them to go, oh yeah, I did. I helped wash the dishes. That was so fun. Or I, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they got to help with at home kind of will help start those conversations too. Or maybe what did you do outdoors this week? Or what did you do that was creative? And think these questions also can help you understand how they're feeling also and kind of help them maybe see a different side of themselves if, if, if you can tell that maybe they're struggling a little bit. So if they're, the question you choose to ask them is, what did they clean this week? And they're like, well, I don't know, nothing. I didn't do anything. I just sat at home all day and I can't go anywhere. You know, then, then you can have that kind of a, a conversation and ask them some more questions to get them to, to answer. So maybe, oh, did you brush your teeth? Did you help clean your room? Um, did you change your clothes? Or did you um, help give your dog a bath? Or, you know, whatever it is to kind of show them, oh, you did help by spending some time outside to make, to give your, yourself some sunshine. That's a great way to, you know, put yourself in a better mood. Or, or um, you know, helping to pull weeds probably really helped your, your grown-ups at your house. Um, you know, to make your house look a little bit nicer or what, whatever, whatever the questions you are, some are asking. Sometimes those conversations are, I think, really helpful, especially when everything is so unsure at the moment to get the girls to realize, oh, 
okay, maybe I only, I only pulled weeds and I don't think that's that important, but actually it really is. And I really did help my family and, um, you know, kind of help them see that every small thing that we do helps our communities and helps ourselves. I love that, um, especially because I, I think that we all run into, or I remember when my parents would ask me growing up, well, what'd you learn at school today? Nothing. Oh, you didn't learn anything at school today? <laughs> and then, and I'm sure our, some of our parents listening can relate to that too. And when you really dig down, especially right now, when we know that um, anxiety and depression levels are so high in girls, sometimes that can manifest in terms of feeling like you're not contributing in any way. Um, and so really digging down to ask that question and figure out like, no, you did make a difference this week. I really, I really, really love that. Um, and I think that this, this question asking and getting the girls talking kind of leads us into our next topic, which is about um, helping to get girls to participate um, virtually and in person. So um, Joanna, do you want to describe some of your tips and tricks um, for getting girls to participate? I do. So uh, I know from talking with a lot of families that school is all very virtual right now, whether you're in the classroom or you're at home, uh, devices are being used instead of paper and pencil. And, you know, so there's a lot of screen time happening. And, and it's hard to sit down and have yet another activity be on a screen. But sometimes that's the best way for us to meet as a troop. So I think um, just opening up the option for your troop to be able to participate in different activities will help those girls feel like they're still part of a team and they're still part of their Girl Scout troop. So um, in addition to some of these questions that you're asking, you can host a couple of different types of Girl Scout meetings. So um, first of all, we always want to remember to keep them girl-led, so let them take the lead right now, which is so much more important than ever before, because it's going to allow them to gain some sense of control while everything seems uncertain. So ask them what they want their meetings to look like. What do they think it should look like? Well, let them plan it, even if it has no similarity to what your troop meetings looked like before. Let them talk about anything they want to do. Do they want to go on a field trip? We'll encourage them to help plan that. Um, you know, and maybe those field trips could be anywhere they've ever wanted to go in the world. So maybe they really want to travel to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco or the world famous San Diego Zoo, or maybe they want to take you to their favorite local hiking trail. Let them plan that field trip. Let's let them let them figure out how to do that. Maybe they have a way that they found to share um, a, a virtual field trip that they saw in their class that they want to share with their troop. Or maybe they found something with their parents this past spring when everyone was at home that they want to share with everybody. Or maybe they don't want to look at anything virtual at all. And that's okay. They can talk about something that, you know, when we can be back in person, this is what I really want to do. Or this is my favorite a new hobby that I found while we were at home this summer and, and kind of let them pick and choose. You know, Girl Scout meetings are not going to look exactly like they did before. And that is absolutely okay. In fact, it's almost better because it kind of gives everyone a chance to take a pause and figure out what, what do we want to continue and what, what is okay to completely change and not look the way that it looked before. Um, but I also think that it's really important to help keep your parents in the loop 
and help keep them involved. And um, they also might want to share something too. So maybe they learned a skill during our quarantine that they wanna share with the troop. Or maybe they've had a little bit more time to perfect uh, a hobby that they had before and maybe they wanna talk about it or share it with everybody. But I think um, also you don't necessarily have to have virtual live meetings with your girls. There are a couple of different options that you can have for your troop meetings. So I'm sure you've heard some of these phrases being tossed around uh, by schools over the last few months or so, but um, you can have synchronous, you know, Girl Scout meetings or asynchronous Girl Scout meetings. So synchronous Girl Scout meetings are um, something that would be happening in real time, like a live Zoom meeting with your girls or a phone call or any other type of video conferencing that you might use. These meetings usually require um, a facilitator of some kind. So a Girl Scout troop leader and a parent that's helping and all of the girls would be on the call at the same time. So everyone would be able to contribute um, in real time live. But you also can have an asynchronous troop meetings, which means that you can send girls some information um, about maybe doing a virtual programming activity or allowing them to choose from one and learning about it and sharing it with the rest of your troop next time. So that might be something that you send um, to your Facebook group or your text chain or however you communicate with your girls and your families and give them some um, topics that they can look up and discuss. Maybe they get to pick their favorite video and um, do the activity in that video and then share it with everybody the next time you meet. That's really cool. I think that that's a fun way to do Girl Scouts at home in like a different way. Um, and without it feeling like homework or extra work, you know, it can be like a, a fun project that girls get to do on their own time and then bring back to their friends and tell their friends about that. Um, so I love that idea of the asynchronous troop meetings and what that can look like. The other question I had for you, Joanna, um, and I know you did an awesome um, kickoff entire session about this. So I'll put the link to that recording in the show notes of this episode. But do you want to give like a brief, a brief um, preview of some of those things, those pro tips that you talked about, about um, creating a really engaging experience? Um, specifically, you talked about over Zoom and what that can look like um, for a virtual experience. Can you give kind of a, a high level overview of that? And then if people want more detail, they can check out your recording. Absolutely. So um, also Tracy, Judy, one of the membership specialists out of the Kalamazoo office, and I worked together on that um, presentation and it was so much fun. So check it out if you, <laughs> if you have a chance to. Um, but a lot of those kind of tips and tricks that we talked about through those Zoom meetings, um, are ways that your girls can physically participate in the meeting while not being there. So there is um, an annotate option, which is really fun, um, where girls can actually draw on the screen and they can put hearts on things that they like, or they can circle something, or you can put just a blank screen up and let them draw and decorate whatever they want. Um, 
And maybe there's a list of activities that you feel comfortable um, presenting to the girls and, and they get to pick which ones sound great. So maybe they get to go around and circle them or you know put hearts on them or cross them out if it doesn't sound interesting to them. So that's definitely something you can do. Um, another tip that we had from a different group that we uh, learned from was putting up a kind of a, a smile chart. So how are you, uh, how are you feeling today? Um, chart so maybe maybe you're you're happy or you're you know really giggly or you're tired or frustrated or just kind of eh for the day the girls can honestly mark those how they feel and that can kind of give you a heads up on how the meeting is gonna go for the day maybe if everyone's just kind of feeling eh then you pick one of your go-to favorites and um, you know do that to help kind of boost their energy a little bit but I think some other things to remember, it always seems like maybe the person that's attending the call with you just seems a little uninterested in what you're saying. I think there are a lot of social cues that we that we feed off of in real life. And when you're on a Zoom meeting, sometimes there's a little bit of a delay. So I might say something that I think is a funny joke and it's crickets radio silence for a few seconds before somebody laughs, you know, so, or sometimes you're just sitting there staring, waiting, hoping somebody heard you, but you're frozen the whole time. <laughs> so I think, you know, sometimes thinking about what those girls are doing in school would be really helpful too, because maybe they're not allowed to unmute themselves, or maybe they have to wait until they're called on before they can share. So maybe you're asking a question and you're hoping everyone's going to jump in and, and answer like they would be, you know, bouncing out of their seats in a regular troop meeting. But right now they're in that same kind of school Zoom mode where they aren't allowed to click that button because they know that they're not supposed to in class. So sometimes learning how they feel comfortable using the program will be really helpful for you too. Yeah, that brings up a great point that I hadn't even thought about is if they're, especially if girls are attending different schools or have different experiences with Zoom or with any platform that you might be using, um, their expectations for what is okay can be different. So maybe it would be good for troop leaders to talk through like a Zoom troop agreement um, like they would at the beginning of a troop year um, and talk about like what's okay on our Zoom meetings, you know, what's not okay, that kind of thing. Um, have, you, have you heard of any troops doing that or um, do you have any thoughts about that? I do. So a couple of troops that I have spoken with have updated their um, troop agreement with their girls. Actually, I've had two in particular that I can think of one troop that's meeting in person and one troop that's meeting virtually. And they came up with um, basically an updated version of their troop agreement, which is also something that we talk about in that um, recorded Zoom um, session that sometimes we have to um, edit what maybe what our troop agreement would be to fit the particular situation, just like you would with a regular troop meeting or a field trip, some of the rules are going to be a little different. So same thing. And the girls can help come up with these rules too. So maybe, you know, if they're, if they're in school, if they're not allowed to unmute themselves, then that could be something that they share also how, how they feel most comfortable communicating or responding to the questions you're asking. Maybe they're holding up their, their hands physically to raise their hand, or maybe they're clicking the hand raise button on Zoom. But either way that feels most comfortable for them would also help you understand that they, they're answering, they're just waiting their turn. Or, you know, maybe this, they feel more comfortable 
doing this particular thing, or maybe mom and dad don't let them touch the device to unmute it. And so they have to wait for mom to come over and press the button for them so they can continue whatever they wanted to share. Or sometimes like me, I'm muted and I don't realize it and I'm having a whole conversation <laughs> thinking that everyone can hear me, but I actually have muted myself. Yep, been there. And a lot of times <laughs> I've found that, you know, I'm talking about something and I have the tendency to like look off into the distance when I'm like talking about something and all of a sudden you see people like waving their hands, you know, <laughs> we can't hear you. Oh my gosh, yeah, all of these social cues that we're totally missing um, being virtual, that is a great point that you brought up. So I'm definitely really glad that we talked about that because that can make a difference in the way that we communicate and how things are perceived and all of that. So I love that. Um, one, one other question for you, Joanna, um, because you've done a lot of the kind of virtual recruitment events, um, virtual startup troops and things like that so far this year. If you had to pick like your top one or two things that you wish troop leaders knew going into, um, well, I'm thinking particularly for virtual experiences. We know that some troops are able to have the socially distanced in-person experiences, but particularly for the virtual experiences, what's your like top one or two things you would tell a troop leader? Wow. Um, <laughs> I think the Tough top... One. It is a good one. It is a good one. I think the top thing that I would tell a troop leader who wants to host virtual meetings is be patient with your girls and be patient with yourself because this is a huge, huge learning experience and mistakes are going to happen along the way and that's okay. And whatever you have planned, if everything falls through or they're just not digging it, that's okay and you can move on to something else. Um, another thing that I would suggest if you have the time is to prepare something to show them. So if you are hosting a Zoom meeting, you can share your screen with them and you don't have to have a, I mentioned this earlier, but a Pinterest style like Google Classroom that's, you know, took hours to make and is all planned out. You can just pull up a website if you want to show them something or a Word document that you're typing in to, to show them that you're recording the notes that they want to show or, or logging into the GSH one Facebook page and letting them pick which videos they want to look at and in what order, you know, I think if they can see it, it's going to be a lot easier for them than just sitting and talking about it. And A, if you're sharing your screen, then you have already have all that taken care of. If you're anything like me and you're just staring at your own face the whole entire time, sharing your screen is great because <laughs> I can't see myself anymore. So then I'm focused more on what I'm trying to talk about. But also it gives the girls a chance to share thoughts that they might not have have even even thought to share before. So maybe you pull up the website and the summer of Girl Scouting um, screen is going by and they might be really excited to share, oh, I did summer of Girl Scouting and I loved this. It was so much fun and we should do that together. Or, you know, sometimes it'll help trigger just something exciting that they totally forgot about because this year has felt like an entire decade. And so I think um, that might be really like fun and an easy way to engage the girls in activities. Awesome. I, I love that. I think that you've provided so much amazing advice 
um, so far in the episode. Is there anything else um, that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I do. Just one more thing. I know I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I want to stress too that families can do all of these activities together and they can experience the power of Girl Scouting together. You know, girls and adults alike can gain these new skills and, and have fun with these activities and try new things together. And right now when we're all spending a lot of time together with our families and, and not out with our friends as much, I think this is a great time for families to build those special memories um, working with Girl Scouts together. Um, and the best part about all of this is that it's specifically designed so that girls can take the lead and that they can show that they have learned from you how to make their own choices. They've learned that they can try out those new skills that you know they've practiced in troop meetings and they can make mistakes and that's okay because they learn from them. And you know it's it's not only challenging for the the girls, but it's also challenging for the families to be able to kind of break from their traditional um, roles and, and kind of try all these fun new things together. So definitely involve your families as much as you can. It's going to help you and the girls and families in general. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joanna. I think there's so much, um, so many golden nuggets throughout this episode that um, troop leaders and, and families can incorporate um, so that every girl and every family um, can experience that power of Girl Scouting that you reference at home um, during this time when girls need it now more than ever. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. To all of our listeners, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please be sure to do so by clicking that beautiful subscribe button that you see. And then be sure to leave a rating and a review so we know the types of episodes that you love to hear. From then, be sure to share this episode far and wide so that every troop leader feels empowered to provide an exceptional experience for girls right now, and so that every parent knows the power that um, the powerful experience that is waiting for girls in Girl Scouting. So thank you again for joining us. I'm Brenna Smith. Until our next adventure, be bold, be brave, and leave each place a whole lot better than you found it. change the world in the girl scouts together we change the world